What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Middle cough! Hey, B! Hanukkah Habes! Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Thank you. Happy uh, Hanukkah to the Habermans and the Rosemans and the Lurries. Edelmans. Just, uh, the Edelmans. Yeah. And the Christmases to Santa and everyone else. That's right. Uh, recording this podcast for Tuesday. This is our Tuesday pod. We're actually going to do kind of a... We're going to hand out some ham awards. Ham for the... Uh, ham for the holidays. No uh, ham at Hanukkah, huh? No ham at Hanukkah. No, not kosher. No. What? What's the What's the go-to uh, meat? Um, something you know, red or something white. L- lamb's always good. Lamb. Uh, you know, what? I like uh, I I like a a schnitzel, the breaded chicken, preferably okay. pan fried over baked, but you know. Yeah. You got fat tendencies. Yeah. So that's that's been my birthday meal a few years from my mom. I. I had like a three-year run. It's just schnitzel for my birthday. You dip it in something, or you just eat it? Uh, you know, you might throw some some uh, hummus right there next to it on the plate. That's my yeah. preference. I, I like the I like the native uh, pronunciation of hummus. Hummus, 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 yeah. hummus. hummus. Don't forget, everybody. Uh, KMBR two to f- uh, two to six Thursday and Friday. We'll be doing some terrestrial radio just to stretch our you know, exercise that part of our roots. I guess whatever. Sources say that Kyle's uh, going to join us on uh, Thursday. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, he's a, yeah. He's a weekly weekly on that show, huh? Yep. So, you know, and Steve Kerr, and I don't know if he'll be quite excited without Tom there, but, you know, hopefully maybe I'll text Tom to put on the good word. I know Tom likes yeah, me. Yeah, I was so going we'll, we'll, to back channel a mutual friend as well. Like, hey, just tell Steve, you know, he's not coming on with some clowns. Yeah, and, and listen, like, and listen, do Steve. We don't even need, we don't even need to pretend to talk about the season because we don't give a shit either. So, uh, what, what, we're game. You want to talk Pete Carroll? You want to talk Christmas? I, Arizona basketball. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. Uh, God damn it, Steve! It. You talk about the rotations. <laughs> yeah. When is Pascal? Schmalz- gonna- <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Before you might want to get that pronunciation down by Thursday. <laughs> Not uh, even talk about him. Before we get into it, this podcast brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM and the numeral one. HAM, number one. HAM, number one. MyBookie.ag. Well, it's a great time of year because if you're listening to this, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Thursday, we got these things called bowl games that start just coming down the pipe. You just turn on TV at like 8 a.m. on the West Coast. You're like, whoa, they're playing a bowl game in China. Whoa, they're playing a bowl game in the Bahamas. And you're like, I don't even know who these teams are, but you don't even care. Leads right into the NFL weekend, which, you know, two numbers really stand out to me. One, the 49ers are now favored to go on the road to Seattle. Now, I I think most gambling people would tell you, mybookie.ag, promo code ham1, that only the quarterback are worth a lot of points. But I wonder if the just the overall injuries – if if they if Dwayne Brown is one of the best left tackles, Chris Carson, who's you know beside Russell, but just in that offense is pretty freaking important because they run the ball a lot. If those guys had been fine, 
Is that number more of a pick em? Just because I think we all agree the Niners with Kittle, better team. That minus three is kind of nuts, but it also speaks to their injury and their backup breaks his arm. Marshawn coming back. We'll talk about that. Like That's that's a pretty eye-opening number, is it not? Yeah, it is. And they, then, you know, they, it, I tell you another eye-opening. They've lost three times at home this year, right? The Seattle Seahawks, yeah. yeah. Well, it, and once was the Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, to me, Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints, I think that's aged a lot better. I, yesterday, to have the Cardinals come in and kick your ass is not an ideal way to go into the game. I mean, I just watched the Pete Carroll press conference this morning. You look like a ghost. And uh, literally and figuratively, I don't know if he gets much sun up there right now, a lot of clouds. But the the Broncos, yeah. the Vegas, I don't think loves Derek Carr going into a cold situation. They're already a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'd expect by kickoff that number maybe to be four. Bet up it's by t- you on mybookie.ag, maybe? Yeah, I mean, the problem is whenever I pick a game and I don't bet it, I win. And then whenever I pick a game and I put money on, I lose. So I'm just going to stay away, just let it play itself out. Plus, my bookie has live in-game betting, which might be good to keep you locked in for Week 17, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even even bet uh, over-unders on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1, double your first deposit up to 1000 bucks. You can also decline that uh, bonus if you so choose. MyBookie.ag, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, MyBookie.ag, HAM1. And brought to you by Ease, Ease.com and EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM for 20 bucks off your first delivery. Love our friends at Ease.com, the best cannabis in all of the land, guy. Pre-rolls, vapes, uh, lotions, bath bombs, they got it all. Big fan of sour diesel, pre-rolls, edibles. I know edibles are just kind of taking the kids by storm. You just chew them, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I feel kind of good. Ease.com, promo code HAM, and like you said, EaseWellness.com is uh, best CBD in the game. It's like Amazon of CBD. They deliver drop shipment to your house, easewellness.com, promo code HAM. Get on it. Be hip. Be, <laughs> be hip. Okay, Boomer. Uh, is that still a thing? Or I think, it, when do you think we get to okay millennial? Five years? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. I know that. Because the younger people are taking a bigger role on social media. TikTok, you've seen TikTok? I've seen TikTok. You download yeah. the app? I've got the. I made one TikTok and then didn't make it. I deleted it. I was like, yeah, I don't think it's funny enough for my first TikTok. But when whenever you scroll TikTok, you realize you can just end up on TikTok for a long time. There are some funny dog videos. Yeah, my TikTok was, it was a shot of a uh, my sandwich board where I was making lunch, and it was a piece of bread with mayonnaise on it. And then it was like the first one was one slice of cheese goes down, then a second slice of cheese goes down, then a third slice of cheese goes down, then a fourth slice of cheese goes down, and the next is. Uh, a clip of Bernie Mac making a joke about white people love cheese sandwiches. And then it was me taking a bite of the sandwich and making like a face like, what? That was, and then I was like, I don't think that's funny enough. And I deleted it. <laughs> you just got to let it roll. My problem with TikTok, like, unlike Instagram or Twitter, everyone feels of college age and older. You know, TikTok, you know, <laughs> skews a little young. Yeah, you're, you're like, scrolling. I, uh... Yeah, I'm just like, you know, these chicks are like half naked. I don't even feel that comfortable doing this. Did you, you know, watch SNL? With Eddie? Yeah. No, I got to go YouTube it. Was it yeah. funny? Well, there's one. The, the They do Black Jeopardy, and his character, is, he has an old character, comes back, Velvet Jones, who's basically a pimp. Yeah. But the way Velvet Jones does his thing is like, women, I have a business. I, you can own your own business and make up the, it's like an infomercial, $1,500 uh, a week. You know, that's the <laughs> whole, and there's one, but he's updated because he's got a new book coming out called How to Be an Instagram Ho. Uh <laughs> How was he so funny and then he went away for so long? Uh, yeah. I, so rich oh, and just doesn't give a shit? Uh, you know, he had some movies fail and then. But he, he had, had some movies that SNL. hit too. Yeah, he? he did. But as, you know, I uh, I think he, I've heard him talk about, I think he's getting out doing, I think he might be doing stand up a little bit. Uh, one thing I think is he felt like, I've heard him talk about it a little, is just how could I be like what Delirious and Raw was? Like, how could I. I think it was intimidating to try and keep like how do you top that? But like Rock and uh, and Chappelle just keep swinging. I mean, is that part well, of just anyone's job? 
Well, your job, like your job, what, what job? Who's your? Boss? But, I, but I just mean like when you're a comedian, like think, you just Seinfeld, you just keep doing. You not not everything is gonna be that. I get. I'm just saying that. I'm just telling you what happened. Like, I, well, no, I, I understand because I saw Scott Van Pelt and I he was speaking to me. He's like, most of you not of age don't understand because we were '80s babies. You know, if you were born in the '70s, you experience Eddie. I would say Eddie. And Mike Tyson are two cultural phenomenons. Two, was that Van Pelt that tweeted that? Mike well, he, Tyson and he Eddie. Didn't, I don't think he included Mike Tyson. Somebody else did, included Mike Tyson. He just said, Eddie, like, I don't think you can comprehend how big this guy was in the 80s. And I'll raise my hand. I can't. I would also throw Mike Tyson in. Though, I think we felt the craziness of Tyson in the 90s. But I, I'm with him. Like, those two guys were... What like Tiger Woods meets Michael Jordan in the eighties? Yeah, I, I saw somebody tw- I, I, maybe it wasn't him. Somebody tweeted Tyson and and Eddie were just you don't even know how just what they were at that point in time when it didn't it was harder to cut through there you know just you just didn't have a mil- as many people that became stars it was harder to become a star and those two guys were with just the talents that you've never seen obviously Eddie. <laughs> Would just now, I think there were people before Eddie that were crazy too, right? Because he just there was, he was no 20, line, right? Yeah, and then he, he had young. like there was a, he had a hit song, he had hit movie after hit movie. And Tyson also, like 19, 20 years old, just KOing people. And it was just like, this is the most violent swing I've ever seen. It still is. Like, you ever get to a Tyson YouTube, you're like, oh my god, you're getting in a ring with that guy. I would say in my entire life of just looking at you're getting in the ring with that guy. Now, like Foreman and Holyfield, some of those guys were bigger. Ali was a little more slender and long, right? Tyson was just, he looked like, what, like Marshawn Lynch walking in with a right hand that was going to put you to sleep. And he did. I think he averaged like, people didn't go like 30 seconds with him. They were beat before they even walked in the ring. As of the recording of this podcast, Marshawn, like how does Marshawn not sign in Seattle? You're going to go up there for a meeting? Niners, by the way, we didn't talk about this on the last podcast, even though it was already reported uh, or announced. You you reported it. Uh, <laughs> but Niners, Seahawks flexed the Sunday night football, as it should be. Um, and then there was the story Monday as we're recording this podcast. that It just goes, whether Marshawn's a Seahawk or not, by the time you listen to this, it just goes to show they're in a bit of a desperate situation up there when it comes to running back. We'll start on the flex. At first, I thought, is there a chance they just don't flex it because all these games kind of play off each other? Because if Seattle wins, it dep- you know it factors into Green Bay and the Saints. But then I realized, you know what the NFL likes more than everything? It's fucking money. Do you know what this game, putting it on Sunday night, does? It gets enormous ratings. So I, well, yeah, I don't understand. What would be the argument to not flex it? Well, just the integrity of all the games meaning something. Like, it's just... That's what they they have. I think last year there was no Sunday night game. Like they don't have to flex a game. But they I don't it, not do it for the integrity. They just like, do we have a sweet game that stands alone? Like this one stands alone, right? It but I also but I also think you're at a little disadvantage. You know, wh- whoever loses this game, there's a decent chance that they play Saturday night. Right. Maybe a little less now, I guess. With uh, we ta- I, we with do the Cowboys that, being out. Yeah, we do think they make sense for Sunday. Next yeah, year. but I was texting with someone. Do you know that NBC has the first pick? Again, it changed with the Cowboys being out. Like, would they pick Eagles Seattle or would they pick Packers Vikings rematch? Which they could. I don't know because they usually go NFC because the AFC is guaranteed the ESPN game. End so, of the day, end of the day, this thing's a no brainer. Yeah, it's it's the right move. I thought about working the back channels. Would I make a cameo? Would you go? It wouldn't be a pretty sweet game to go. Once all these guys got injured, it took a little of the luster out. I just feel I'm pretty confident the Niners are going to win this game. And I'm and I'm saying that as someone who thinks Russell Wilson owns the Niners. The, they have they just have complete ownage over them. But I do they're at a huge disadvantage, guy, with all these injuries. Sunday night football, the Niners have the extra day. Seattle's desperate. Like, I think Twitter, oh, Marshawn's back. Like, Seattle, this is their worst nightmare. They want no part of signing Marshawn Lynch. This is not, they're not doing this because it's cool, because they think he's good, because they want to play him. They they, they are devastated. 
I, it also, when you look at the Niners, they're lucky. Like, Brady can go out, another guy step up. Mozart can go out, other guy. Like, they just have a stable of four guys. That is not Seattle. They have one guy that they fucking hand the ball off to nonstop. And he's, hey, he hurt his hip, which is not good. But I guess I saw Schefter say that, I guess Pete said, that it's not like a serious hip injury, but he's out. And then their left tackle guy, like Joe Staley, I think we all acknowledge, isn't really Joe Staley anymore. He just a functional left tackle at this point. Like his days of being Joe Staley franchise left tackle are probably over. I think there's a decent chance if they were to trade back with their first pick and get a couple second rounders, maybe they draft a tackle, kind of Andre Dillard style and redshirt him. Uh, Dwayne Brown is not that. Dwayne Brown's still one of the best left tackles. Like that's a devastating loss for them. I mean, remember they traded a high pick to get him from the Texans. It's like, hey, Bill, you don't have Dwayne Brown because – you had to go get Laramie Tunzel because you traded Dwayne Brown. Why didn't you just keep Dwayne fucking Brown? You know, when you look back and like put the pieces of the puzzle, you're like, what are you doing? Then you realize the butt chin, you know, he's just angry. I I don't even know if he's thinking straight all the time. But that's because people keep saying, Middlecoff, I don't want to hear it. It's like, I'm not making an excuse for Seattle. I'm just acknowledging this is not even McGlinchey. Like, I think McGlinchey can be a really good player one day and he's he's really solid. But he's not like viewed as some Pro Bowl guy. Like this is, these are devastating losses. These two, these two guys, and, and it swings the way I think. Like if you told me Dwayne Brown and Chris Carson are playing in this game, guy, I don't know where you were leaning in this game, but I would have said it's a it's a true coin flip game, and I'm going to be impressed if the Niners can pull it out. I, I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah, not, I mean, not that it's some shoe in win, but it just, I think the Niners have the clear advantage going into this game. I think at the end of the day, even with those issues, they're. You know, the fact is that they had some problems against the Seattle defense the last time they played. I mean, they ran for 87 yards in that game, the 49ers. Um, in the uh, Monday night game. In, yeah, the overtime game. Kittle wasn't playing. No, Kittle wasn't playing, and that is a big deal. But I came into the week thinking, or I guess before we knew the injuries, I, I felt like I was going to pick the 49ers. I feel much better about it now. But I just – the fact that it's on the road, the fact that we saw them get after the quarterback, the fact that we just saw the Rams get after Garoppolo, um, and the fact that Russell Wilson's on that team, it's just – to use the Steve Kerr, I I still have the appropriate fear, I think. Now, I I don't think they can score enough if the Niners can just be solid offensively. And that's where I think they have such an advantage. It's just – Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to be necessarily better than Russell, but I do think he can be just good enough, more than good enough, to win this football game. And remember, another piece of that game was Clowney looked like Reggie White. Well, right. I mean, he was throwing McGlinchey and Staley around like they were you or me. And, and that was the first game back from it. Like, Staley now at least has played a little bit. Clowney's been ba- first game back Clowney's missed some games since. He's been banged up. Now, is he a bright lights guy? Like, is he just going to show up and look like that guy again? Because he completely changed that game, did he not, on that Monday night game? Like, he was remarkable. Well, what I know is that team is a bright lights team. Like, when was the last time they lost? Isn't there prime time? Derek also texted me this morning. When was the last time they lost in prime time? Well, well, Clowney hasn't played the last couple weeks. I'm just saying the Seahawks. Like, when is that team – like, they are a bright lights team. Yeah. They they don't do Cardinals anymore at 1 o'clock. Like, they just – I don't blame them. And, I, yeah. you know, one thing that kind of bothers me is that, like, the people that are going, this is where – I'm telling – the Atlanta loss screws us. Well, everything has a domino effect. When you lose to Atlanta, Seattle doesn't look Atlanta the same. Or, excuse um, the Cardinals Arizona, the same. Arizona, yeah. How totally. did – how could they possibly put yourself as a human – when your coach is like, we got to get ready for Christian Kirk. This is, this is the Super Bowl. And you're like, coach, I, I fucking read Twitter. I, this game has no effect on us at all. Like, we're, we're humans. Players, even coaches. Like, if you're that wide receiver coach, you're like, yeah, you usually stay till about 930 at night, but it's 8 and I see Pete's gone. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you know, it's just we're all humans. And this is, this is a great time of year where people leave jobs early and try to get home. It's no different than... These guys are the same. So, now, they might have still lost that game yesterday. But if you told me that Seattle had to win that game to make the Week 17 matter, 
I think we get a different performance. I do too. I don't think there's any, and, and and I at least acknowledge that we don't know. Like at minimum, we don't know. Yeah. And we do it all the time. If we had only won that game, if you had only won, who's to say? Who's Wasn't to say it an Aston Kutcher movie, rate? Butterfly Effect? Yeah, I talk about it all the time. Definitely. You Kutcher. believe in Butterfly Effect? Well, absolutely. Like, who's to say if you beat the Ravens that you beat – do you then also beat the Saints? Well, just think about this. If the Habermans, instead of moving to Davis, had moved to Sacramento and Guy Haberman went to Elk Grove High School or had moved to Oakland and you had gone to Oakland Tech with Marshawn, who's to say that – are we doing this here? No, I'd be, I'd be doing this podcast with Marshawn. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Out of the Beast Mode studios. Exactly. Offices. You might just be his guy. Like, you might be flying up right now to, uh, to, 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 to Seattle. Yep. So, by the way, you know, we were talking on the last pod. We'll get into our awards here in a second. I do have to uh, give some uh, credit here to uh, Taylor, who tweeted at, tweeted at us. He's like, did you guys – we were talking about, you know, did the Rams game stack up with the Ravens game and the Saints game for the Niners? He's like, did you guys forget about the Seahawks game? And my answer is yes. I, the Niners have played so many great games in the last – four weeks that I'd forgotten how great I remember now, but I left that out when we were talking about the I, I, I do think that game, though, was more dramatic than it was great. Several turnovers. I mean, there was this crazy Yeah, I'm just saying, tur- I put yeah. it above the Rams game. I would, too. The build-up. Uh, t- yeah, John. yeah, yeah. There was like you said, it was so dramatic. The, the, the drama of it was... You're right. And given the rivalry, you're, it's fair. So, I'm, 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 a, I'm a prisoner of the moment. I'll be the first to uh, Well, th- that's why these awards are going to be fun. Oh, the other thing I have to do before we get into the awards. Uh, Joseph, we were talking about, John, the, uh, I was telling you about the crazy play on the last podcast from uh, Texas high school football. Guy, I saw it. I, I mean, you're right. Do they have four fucking guys that run four threes? Okay, guy, so, wasn't he a white guy? So Joseph Hoyt, uh, I think so. He, he was hauling ass. Appreciate this, Joseph. Joseph's been a long-time listener of the podcast, but he writes for – he's a sports reporter now for the Dallas Morning News. I think that's new, so congrats on the uh, promotion. Wow, God, we new are uh, – that's awesome. But this is what he said. He said uh, two things. One, the play is called the Starburst Return. There's actually a bunch of pretty sweet YouTube videos on this return type, on this style of return where guys are going different directions and then they all break out. He's like, number two, the guy that springs the block is named Billy Bowman Jr., He's committed to Texas, and he's a 4-4 guy. The returner is named Trey Smith. He's got a few D1 offers. I think he's a 4-6 guy. By the way, and this answers your question, John, if you make the state title game in Texas, you play 16 games. So you're saying that the guy that took it to the house is going to Texas? No, no, no. One of the, guy, one of the blockers okay. who like catches up with him, and then they're running side by side is going to Texas. Well, I would imagine if you make it that far – in Texas, you got a bunch of collegiate level players. Right? Well, isn't Denton Ryan? I mean, I I know I've heard that name in a movie. Is that a? That's, that's the high a, school. Denton uh, Ryan. I've never heard of it. The problem is in Texas they have all these divisions, and see in California when you turn on De La Salle playing St. John's Bosco's or whoever, it's D one versus D one. They go the opposite way. Like their D five or D six is the biggest. highest. Yeah. So it's like D one is the little guy school. It always throws me off. I right. think Florida's the same way. I think class they do class, right? Like class five five A or I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, just it just can we just keep this thing simple? Division one just go like college. D one, D two, D three, D four. Even though it's a little weird, you know, sometimes the D two schools I know in California are technically D one. Because like De La Salle doesn't have as many people at school as like Mission Viejo or Modern Day. I guess modern Mission Viejo is a public school, modern day is a private school. I get mixed up a little bit with the LA schools, but I know up here, like, it's pretty clear who our – I mean, we got two powerhouses right now. Folsom, but they're not really a powerhouse because De La Salle is so much better. But they are by far the second-best team. Even though I think I read in the, in the Chronicle – or not the Chronicle, but the B, someone forwarded me an article, that I don't know if Folsom even won sack. little insider uh, high school. Well, I out. think part of it is because they go open division – that's what I'm saying. Like, they are yeah. D1, but I don't know if they have a but, conference. But the open division is just like who we th- – I think that becomes like who we think the best team is. And then there's also a Division One championship. Gotcha. Anyway. Is De La Salle state champs? No, they lost. Who'd they lose to? LA school? Somebody out of the – yeah, somebody out of yeah. the South. All right. Onward. Inferior. 
That's a rough okay. loss. I Dallas has enough championships. Uh, John, time for I think I blown out too. I think time for the uh, Ham Awards. The Hammies. The Hammies. Ham. Ham. Uh, Ham 2019, even though it's not the po- last podcast of 2019, but it's the holidays, you know. Let's give out some some gifts here. Uh, not gifts, gifts uh, with a T. Memes. Some what? Some memes. Memes. Some memes. Yeah, some memes. <laughs> so uh, it's hard, you know. You think back on 2019, and you, you think of things from like the last three months. So I really had to scrape my brain for some of these but we've got different categories there might be two awards in one category there might be one who knows let's just uh let's let's start it off john biggest winner of the year biggest winner of the year who you got i'm gonna go george kittle now a little biased he came on our podcast when he was a star but a little more underrated star we felt his presence coming into the year felt like he was a big deal i think he's taken his stardom to just 10 times greater levels within the last three or four months in his just interactions, his personality. He's interacting with the rock. Uh, just, it's not a, it's not a fake. Like, is this guy's a little bit of a fraud? He is a dominant, dominant player. Like every scout I text with is like, Jesus Christ, he's good. Every fan, regardless who you're a fan of a team, they go, God, Kittle's awesome. And then his just personality and just talking to him, he is, there's like a for a guy with a huge personality there is some humility to the guy and I maybe that's just playing at Iowa tough program Midwest guy you know he was there's a human side to him like I watching his press conference after the game he was really rattled off CJ Beathard's brother you know I mean that's mm-hmm. when we had him on the podcast remember I asked him why'd you block me and he's like well I only blocked two for two things one you I don't know, like rip on Iowa and two rip on CJ. And I'm like, well, it's pretty clear where you. He didn't know. In. Yeah, you were just like, you were like, well, it might have been some Bethard stuff. And he's like, well, that that would make sense then. Yeah, and it's like right. that's his guy, and it's just, it's not a like that's his guy, guy, right? They played together. They're just buddies. So he's he's kind of the total package, man. I I think he's he's bringing a lot to the. He's just a very like to me, Steph and Kevin and those guys weren't really. They're unique players, but I don't know if they're unique personalities. Like, I think Clay is truly a unique personality. It's different, but I think Kittle is just a unique personality. We don't get that very often. So, I go biggest winner and, and a, a, a pretty wide distance runner-up. But this guy's a runner-up, biggest winner. McCaw forced his way out of Golden State, fake signs with the Cavaliers, then gets cut, Warriors get pissed, but they can't really do anything. Signs with the Raptors, wins another championship. Patrick McCaw. But by, by a clear great. margin, I'm going Kittle. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you on Kittle. I'll throw a couple more in there. You, I think you've said what needs to be said about Kittle. He's become everything. Look, he's not Gronk. He's as close to Gronk, I think, as the league now has in that he plays that position, which is a position that I think one reason people love tight ends that make plays is you get two things out of tight ends. You get big collisions out of tight ends because they're always around the line of scrimmage. And then you also get the sweet plays. And one of big guys making sweet plays, it looks cool. Um, but additionally, just his personality, he's a lot, you know, I would say he's probably, if him and Gronk did, uh, I, I bet the Wonderlicks are a little different. But uh, we love Gronk. I actually for, heard Gronk smart. Like he answers a lot of questions correctly. Yeah, I just think he's smarter than you think. Well, he probably has to be to play for Bill. So yeah. you're right; it's probably unfair. But I, but the point is, like, uh, the way they talk, I would say, is different. Um, both entertaining for their own way, for their own reasons. But I think a lot of the things that people love about Gronk are the things that you love about Kittle. It is not required of an athlete to also be a performer to have a flair for that. But Kittle does, and that's part of what makes him fun. Two other people, I'd say, John, big winners: Zion Williamson to go through the injury that he had at Duke, everybody telling him he shouldn't play, Zion saying, F that, I'm coming back to play with my brothers. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then, obviously, they didn't win the national championship, but he came back. He was incredible. Duke was really fun. Fortunately, he's hurt in the NBA, got hurt to start. But I just thought Zion, for the kind of the F you to to everybody telling him how he should feel, and I'm going to do my own thing. I, I really appreciated that this year. Um, and then also big winner this year, anybody like me that didn't watch Game of Thrones. 
Like, I had to listen to five seasons of everybody telling me what a great show it was. And maybe it was. I'm not saying it wasn't. But then it ended in just a ball of fire. One of the worst endings. Again, all secondhand. I didn't watch it. Everybody was angry. I avoided that. 2019 Haberman only finding joy. So uh, anyone in that category with me, big winner. Yeah, I mean, I see, I, I can much easier, I think, than most people casually watch a great show and not be super locked in and not not really care, especially when it's Dungeons & Dragons, because I don't do Dungeons & Dragons. But when you give me nudity and violence, you know, Middle Cop's kind of drawn to that. That's, I paid attention. I was just unfazed by the shitty ending because I wasn't <laughs> that vested, invested into the product. I just watched for killing, and there was a lot of that, and nudity. That's it. I didn't... Well, you could everyone, argue. everyone loved like the writing and the storytelling. Like, yeah, when there's a wolf that can change into a human, it, it's just you can give me storytelling. Like, I'm not a ten year old, so yeah, I, I lean more with you. Like, I don't take this shit that seriously. But it was a cultural phenomenon where like 35 million people were watching an episode. You know, so it was. Yeah, you could I argue. Like hey, I, had, better I felt have, like I couldn't miss out. Better to have loved and lost than have never loved at all. But biggest, anyway, I stick with Zion and, okay. and Kittle. Kittle number one. Let's go biggest loser. I might change a little bit on the fly, though. I'm gonna this guy. I'm gonna bring him up. I'm gonna go the Cowboys. I was on a text thread last night with a couple people. Just I'm tired of talking about the Cowboys. Can we fucking just stop? We talk about the you Cowboys. You mean the fact that Stephen A. and Skip both have different shows, do the exact same Cowboys shtick? I, I just it's 20 years now, and I understand why Cowboys lead Colin's show. They lead Stephen A.'s show. They lead most Nat- because they have. I get it. But a little bit like the Lakers for the five years post-Kobe, like they, this team sucks. They're not good. They, they've made the playoffs like five times over the last 20 years. They have not been to a conference title game. They just, I, I can't do it much longer, guys. They, they feel like the Clintons. You know, peaked in the 90s. They fucking still draw all the headlines. They're super fam- They're more famous than they are now. And I'm in fairness to Bill, like Bill's just, I don't even know what Bill's doing. He's just kind of chilling. But it's just like, I, I, I'm cowboyed out, guy. I, I'm cowboyed out. And I think most of their fans just fucking are cowboyed out, too. Biggest individual loser, though, would be Kevin Durant. He left the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, and just a dynasty. This, uh, so they're offering him $250 million with a torn Achilles to go to the Nets and to go play with Kyrie. What a disaster. You know, it, it has disaster. Guy, it already is a disaster. You see Kyrie is, like, not coming back from this knee injury. Is he already faking it? Uh, the Nets have disaster guy written all over. Like, to me, the OKC and, and Russell was not a disaster. They just couldn't get over the hump or whatever. Right. But they were an elite team. Any basketball fan enjoyed watching them, thought they were, like, worthy champions. Like, they, they were right there. They could have won it for, like, three straight years. I don't think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie are going to get anywhere near that. So Kevin, who seems a little bit like a troubled soul, I, I hope he finds happiness. But that's that's a loser move. The Nets, the fucking Nets guy. I don't know, man. Yeah, right. I, I that's a really those are both very good. I hate to tell you this though, the Cowboys thing. You have to take it forever. Yeah, it's more. It's more just. I'm tired of it. I get it. I'm not. I'm not one of those people naive that's like, why don't you talk about the A's? You know, I, I understand it. I, I get it. I just. I can't do it much longer, guy. And yeah. I just want him to wait. hope Urban goes there and they're in a title game. I picked him to win the NFC Championship game this year. I picked him to go to the Super Bowl. I thought they were going to be unreal. I mean, I. I believed. Uh, guy, they're gonna... seven and eight. It's terrible. You could argue Dak is the biggest loser financially. Like, how do you, how do you pay a guy? How how do you how do you go into that uh, negotiation demanding to be paid like a franchise quarterback when your team just went eight and eight at best? It's cr- and yesterday was not as he was overthrowing guys and now his shoulders hurt. But yeah, it's you know my advice to any human being would be: listen, I'm all for leverage. I'm all for like drawing a line in the stand, being a being a Tough bargainer, negotiator. Someone offers you nine figures on paper, nine figures on paper, where and, and nine figures guaranteed. What was the number? 
well, it had to be 100 plus because they offered well, yeah. 30 a year in Carson Goff type money. Right. Always say yes. As so what I, are you bet, like, what are you holding out for? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the extra what? It's what everyone kept saying in Philly when it's like, Cole Hamels is going to test free agency. And everyone was like, wait till the Phillies, and this was 10 years ago, offer him $120 million on paper. I'll bet my ass he signs it. And he signed it. Because every fucking human looks down at the contract. We're not talking $50 million when you might be able to double. We're talking $100 million he didn't sign. And Jane Slater's already reported like a couple weeks ago that it's kind of leaning toward a franchise tag. So again, I'm not anti the franchise tag as a quarterback because it's $25 million. It's $25 million's a lot different than $110 million, though. Loser move. For just what? An extra $10 million? I Exactly. Fifteen <laughs> to have a dollar more than the next guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, big, I'm going to go Raider fans, biggest loser, John. Now, th- I'm not saying they are losers. I'm saying you guys who are Raider fans lost this year. Not only was the team awful, but they were away from home for like a month and a half. They played a game in – you got one less home game if you were a season ticket holder because they played a game in London. They did nothing to dispel the fact that they're the butt of every joke, even though I saw some guy tweet like, you have to eat your words if they make the playoffs. And you're like, yeah, they still suck. And it, it sucks. They've always, by and large, sucked. And uh, it happens to be with – we could debate how big the fan base is, but what you cannot debate is the people that are Raider fans that are listening to this show are as loyal as it gets when it comes to sports fans. As loyal as it gets. And this is the shit they have to consume – like, unlike you and me, they don't get to just start watching the national game next year when the Raiders leave. Because they're a Raider fan. So they got to keep – they got to keep my, – my microphone fell. They got to keep watching the Raiders. Like, that's the that's a death sentence, John. That's a lifetime sentence. I know. That crap. Uh, imagine being a 20-year-old Raider fan. All you've seen – is just a pile of shit. You've been now you don't an- even get to go to Vegas to get away. You've been Andy Dufresne in that pipe. The difference is Dufresne eventually popped out. You just keep on crawling in the pipe, and you're just waiting to see some light, and you can never make it out. I, that's So, anyway, I don't like bringing that up. Can I, can I give you a category? Sure. Craziest shit of the year. <laughs> okay. My ham award for craziest shit of the year. You could debate this, but it's... Clay Thompson's injury in the NBA Finals because the Warriors went from, oh, they're definitely not going to win after KD got hurt. Then KD comes back, and then he gets hurt again, and you're like, this shit is definitely over. That's the crazy part. Kevin got hurt twice. He comes back, gets hurt again as he's balling. It's going to be over, and then it goes to like this, we needed KD to, oh, my God, they're going to win it without Kevin, and it's going to be, of all their championships, the most incredible one of all of them. And then Clay blows out his knee and then leaves and then comes back to shoot the free throws. You're like, is this insane? And then he left again. Craziest shit of the year. Clay Thompson might be the two-time winner if we went back to the craziest shit of the year because his game in OKC Game 6 to help the Warriors get to the finals that year was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, that roller coaster, John, craziest shit of the year, Clay Thompson's ACL. Yeah, that's a good one, but I think there is a runaway fucking winner. And okay. I don't even think there's a close second. From the start of 2019 to where we're December 23rd, he has been going strong. He started with an interview with Jeff Darlington, that'd be Antonio Brown, <laughs> in like the end of January, if you remember. It was like playoff season because the Steelers weren't there. Where he had said some stuff where it was like, gee, this guy's unhinged. And then he kept doubling down. He kept doubling down. He kept talking shit. He kept talking shit. Finally gets traded to the Raiders. And it was actually kind of normal for a split second. I remember the Raiders tweeted out a practice video. I was like, God damn, this guy's kicking the shit out of all these guys. Turns out all those guys suck. I mean, they're one of the worst defenses in the league. But they did get Antonio Brown. You're like, he's one of the best players in the league. Then it comes out later. It's he made like one of those practices and during those practices he was wearing the wrong helmet and he was getting in fights we didn't even know about wearing a fake helmet that he had a buddy paint then he comes to training camp hot air balloon gets off kind of limping because he had burned his feet 
and while they're on hard knocks, by the end of training camp, guy, he was released. He did not make it. Antonio Brown, who's by, I don't know if he's the best wide receiver in the league. He's definitely the best last five years coming into the season in the league. He's one of the truly great players in the league. Gets cut by a team that's fucking desperate for help. Somehow, like two weeks later, actually, it might not. It might have been like seven days. He ends up on the Patriots, the fucking New England Patriots. He scores a touchdown in the one game he played for him. Sweet little back shoulder play to Brady. He is cut the next day, and he from about week. I don't was that week two or week three? It was early in the season. Since then, he is just a wild card Whoa, on social media. I, don't, yeah, don't jump. Then he gets cut and starts attacking everybody. He starts attacking. Robert Kraft. Yeah, calls him a call. Yeah, Nick said he gets HJs in in uh, Asia's of orchids, and I'm just doing nothing. I'm getting screwed. <clears throat> to where we are today, he's shooting a music video with the headline "No White Women," and it's not even that weird anymore. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a beat out. That it is truly like we've had disgruntled players, especially that position, right? Randy To. Now it was also pre-social media, so maybe this is. There is gonna be another Antonio Brown. Like it's it's more plausible now, right? With just he has cameras following him around everywhere. But that's I I I think you'd struggle the top, you know, something that Antonio the performance he's start to finish, guys, start to finish all the check marks that he's checked off on the way. It's it it's truly been what was your award? Craziest shit of the year? Yeah. It's yeah, been a year long award. I, I, you have to admit it's it's right he's up put there. Put his time in. No, he is. He's worked hard for it. <laughs> but he but he's still going. He just shot a music video. But now which is it's money. Like, everyone. It's not even. Now it's sad. But but guy, he went strong start to finish. Where it's just you go twelve months by about month eleven, we're gonna kind of feel some sympathy for you. Like this guy need help. But it's my, taken a long time. I think one of my favorite parts of it, John, was like the 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 there was a short period of time where people were saying that when it came to the helmet. He remember he signed a helmet deal with some company, and there was this saying out there that Scherzer yeah, or Shiznit or something. AB's playing chess, and you guys all <laughs> played into his game, and now the helmet is going to get great promotion. Well, that that died pretty quickly. Yeah, like he was LeBron James going to shoot a commercial or something. Like no, guys, he just like it was all just a game. Do you believe just just quick overview? Do you believe that he he really fucked up his feet accidentally and the helmet thing, or is that just all part of his plan to get out? Now looking back, no, I think the the feet thing was no, I don't think it was. You think the feet thing was a legit accident? Yes, yeah. And you think the helmet thing was something he didn't realize was going to happen happen and he lost it? Yes. So you don't think any of it was like fake plan to force? Well, I, his way I out do of think it. he wanted out. Like the thing, remember? Would you, did you say the part where he records a conversation? Oh yeah, and then YouTube. Well, with it. approval, with approval. <laughs> uh, that was that was a great hour long response before Mortensen's like just talked to Gruden. He said it's all good. Oh my People god! People are like, this is breaking code seven C of the Constitution. It's like guys, you guys are jumping the shark here. He just Antonio talking to Gruden, where Gruden's just saying, Gruden. It was one of Gruden's most normal. It made Gruden look pretty good. Like, bro, what the fuck are we doing here? I think he's like, what do you need, man? I just want you to play football. He's, you can tell Gruden's like, Amen. you know, yeah, just with a, like, it, you know, some of those parents that have a son that's like 14 that's fallen off the deep end and they're just desperate. Like, man, please, man, what what, what do I have to do? I'll, I'll do whatever you ask. Like, Gruden was just, come on, man. I'll come pick you up right now. What, what do you need? And AB just plays it on YouTube. That you're right. That that recorded conversation, but then the the hour on Twitter where it was like, AB's looking at seven years in prison for this. Like guys, just take a deep breath. You know, Twitter goes zero to sixty pretty fast on that stuff. That's true. Uh, best game of the year. Okay. Best game of the year. This it's gonna be hard to live up to these last couple categories. I, I would probably go. The Houston game where Curry, Kevin Durant had just gotten injured with his calf the game before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like the Warriors were up 3-2, but how are they going to win? They're missing Durant. They had just looked off. And then they just had one of the great FU games in the history of sports, guy. Uh, Steph Curry, remember, had zero points at halftime. I think he scored 31 or 33 in the second half, but just hit... Dagger after dagger. Remember Clay in the first half, 
who Steph said, I remember a post-game, you, the, you know, Lisa Salters, whoever's like, you know, listen, if it wasn't for Clay Thompson, we would have been down like 30 at halftime. I was terrible. Clay's hitting shots to just keep it within like single digits. Draymond just doing – it was one of the great champion muscle flex games. And remember Steve Kerr after that game? My guys are fucking giants. And he, he said it twice. Like, he, they were just – it was the all-time high of just – I think Steve has told someone since, maybe Bill Simmons over the summer – that's his favorite game as a Warrior head coach. Game six in Houston, round two. You you felt it when you were watching. It, like, wow, this is this is pretty special. It was awesome. It's it's now part of. I hate Houston. Uh, despise. I actually have nothing personal against the guy that Adam Clanton guy. I always get into it with the Houston Rockets. That that meant a lot to me personally as as someone that just. Uh, Felt felt good, guy. It felt, it yeah, felt good. I think there. Are, I think there are a few things to play there. I think it's a great pick. I think it is the pick. Um, I think to go Niners now. I well, so I, the Houston thing is not just you, right? Like there is just this animosity. If you say like not, if you say Warriors rivals, I think Houston's at the top of the list. Well, Daryl turned him in. Remember after Game One, he gave Sam Amick that that report that was not supposed to get out. The league's report that made the the Warriors look bad. Remember that? The uh, the, yeah, the, the, the 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 all game long foul report. Minute, yeah, but it wasn't just the two. It was other stuff that the league doesn't give out. So. There was that whole dynamic, and then there was just the dynamic of after at halftime, it was like, is Steph just never going to be a big game? Like, I mean, and he clearly has been before, but like, you know, it was bad. Like it was bad. He had zero points. Is Steph just just going to shrink in the moment? Right? They've had two of their great individual kind of uh, legacy building games came in years that the for Clay at OKC and for Steph came in years that they didn't win the championship. Um, oh, yeah, that's the part Clay of what game I think was, history yeah, forgets, right. like on paper, is just that the years they didn't win the championship had these incredible moments, too. I guess that's probably the case for every team. But the five-year run feels like legit. It's You didn't win five straight titles, but it felt like you had five straight title years, right? You could really argue best, you know, the best winner of 2019 is Kawhi, right? We could argue that one, too. Just given kind of now his place in the Well, it's game. like you can win fi- finals MVPs. You realize you only got to play 40 to 60 games a year. You get max contracts. You know, Uncle Dennis gets to tell Doc what you want to do. You just be like, yeah, w- what do you need to come here? You just throw out a name. It's like, what do you need? Who do you want to host a show with? It'd be like me just being like, uh, you know, replace Haberman with Mike Francesa. And then tomorrow, like, Mike Francesa shows up. He's like, yeah, just, I, I like that Paul George guy. And then two yeah. days later, Paul George's on a fucking team. <laughs> That's a, I don't think that's ever happened in sports. Like, it wasn't like he was just available. They're like, we got to go get this guy. He's on the block. He just randomly called, like, what's it going to take? And they're like, uh, I don't know, like 17 ones. And they're like, well, let's see what we can do. And then they made it happen. It's, I don't know if a trade's ever truly quite happened like that to also get another guy. It was, you're right. Uncle, uh, you could argue Uncle Dennis. I mean, had a hell of a yeah, year. Uncle Dennis, and then other the other game of the year. I I think to this point, Niners Saints. I mean, I think the part of the context there that's really relevant is that they they were coming off. If they beat the Ravens, that would have been the game. So they're coming off that Ravens game that was wild. I think for this season, in terms of the NFL, that Sunday after the the point in time after the Niners beat the Saints was as high as the Niners' energy has been this year. And it's been a great year. But given they had the buildup of the Ravens game, and then it's like you've got to beat the Saints team. What happens if you lose? It's Breeze, and they find a way to win the game. Uh, that's I know it's recent, so I'm a little hesitant, but your Warriors pick's a great pick. Uh, worst game. Why don't you go? Because I know your answer. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I don't really have one that this... I don't really have... Yeah, I think this, this speaks to what you said. We're a pro Raider fan. We just think that the the organization does you a disservice by constantly shitting on you. And people are like, middle guy, if you're the biggest Raider hater. No. I was once told that the Northern California, if you live in the East Bay, if you are a Raider fan from Sacramento, you're my people. And I was once told through secondhand by the president of the Raiders, don't mention the word Oakland anymore. We, we want to disassociate from you. And this was four or five years ago. This is before Las Vegas was ever, you know, given the thumbs up. They hate you. They don't like you. They think you're a big reason why they're broke, why they haven't been able to get better, you know, uh, 
signage deals over the years, make more money, and that that bothers me. And I've always I've stood up for you guy. And to go out a loser in the Jacksonville Jaguars game, which speaks to the, the Raiders, the league shitting on you too. The last game at the Coliseum, we think, was the Jacksonville Jaguars is kind of an FU to you. And then for you to lose that game, and I, I got into an argument with a family friend about, well, they didn't actually lose it. Derek slid in bounds. It's like, we got to stop with it. it's always something. The refs, the other team, you're not always getting screwed. You were up 16-3 to in the second half to the Jaguars who just want to quit, who are just like, we, they're holding up a sign that just says, we quit. Like four months, four weeks Did you ago. See them this week? <laughs> yeah, they're just we quit, we're done, and you lost. To do that to the fans is just we we, we are a for the people show, and we we feel for you. Yeah, you really get screwed, and that's that was bad, man. That's that, that it was sad. It's just just sad. I don't know what else to say besides just sad. It, it's tough because it was fitting, also. Yeah, that's the other thing. Poetic. But it symbolizes. But John, they can still make the playoffs, so it's not over yet. That's what. That's when it'll be sad. Is if everything falls into place this week and they lose in Denver. The would other it be three the, things happen? Would it be the greatest story ever if they made the playoffs and won the Super Bowl? Yeah, it would be the greatest story ever. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. It would. It would probably not be great for your mentions, but it would be the greatest story ever. <laughs> Whose mentions would look worse in America than me if they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, it would be uh, it'd be historic, John. It'd be one of those where it'd just be like I, I just tweet out one day. I'm logging off Twitter. You should just change your hand. You know how you can you can't change your at handle, but you can change your name. You should just change your name to Old Takes Exposed. Yeah, or just like Billy McFarland. <laughs> so, I had another. I had best scandal. The Astros, my favorite scandal, at least of the year. It's my favorite. Just the video, the John Boy video of the trash can banging. And the whole breakdown, like that, that's up there. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing. I didn't give that one a ton of thought. I just thought of, I was like, what can I give the Astros? I'm sure there's another scandal out there. Somebody can tweet at us. I mean, the John FBI, Boy had a pretty good like three month run of just Brian oh. Cashman mentioning him on interviews oh, yeah. and like Aaron Boone high fiving him in the in the wall in the uh, San Diego Marriott. Yeah, like that guy. If you go all in, Portnoy did this with Brady years ago with the with the big boy. And you get their back when times are tough. You are a made man in that community. Like you, I, you don't think like if if John Boy reaches out to Yankees PR, like, hey, do you think sometimes offseason I can get uh, Aaron Boone? Like he's getting them. Like he might have already. Yeah, I mean, he probably did at the. But I'm just saying, like that that guy did the work of that guy's a good person. You know, he, he did the work yeah, that not many people wanted to put in. I am too. I'm a big fan. Um. He's uh, always been kind of funny. I followed him before that. He was funny. So, well, so did I. Well, he used to do. He did the great breakdown of the, the fight, the Reds, uh, Pirates fight. <laughs> yeah. It was like nine minutes long. He, he is really funny. Uh, Baseball needs to embrace more younger social media people well, like him. I think they've him. tried. Like they, the Cespedes barbecue guys, they've been putting on TV for a while. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what about you, CEO Santa Cespedes, who broke both of his feet? Or ankles in a farming a accident. Farm, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we think something weird happened there. Took was he, a. Was it, it was not an ATV. Well, it's, it's pretty clear that something happened because he took a from twenty five million to quote unquote ten million. Guys don't do that, so he lost. Right, That's, something shady happened there. Yeah. You want to go? You want to end on a positive note? Yeah, of course. Let's go. You know who had a just good year? Hmm. Podcasts. The the uh, our podcast has been. We want to thank personally everyone that listens. Thank you. It's it was a big thank 2019 you, thank you, thank you, thank you. and 2020s looking even bigger. Uh, and just just the medium in general, how it's grown. And I know everyone's like everyone has a podcast. Yeah, but there are I'd say under 10 percent profit off theirs, and ours happens to be one. And we wouldn't be able to do that with hell. It might be less than 10 percent when you think about it. Yeah. And, you know, we're independently owned. You know, we're just doing this ourselves, swinging our pick, little mom and pop shop, and uh, having success, taking down the big boys. And, you know, our demo, the, I know local radio would die for our demo. So we appreciate everybody. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's well said. You know, I think one of the things that's the coolest, and we get a lot of DMs from people that tell us that 
you guys share it with other people. You tell it. Sometimes somebody will tweet like, "Hey, what's some podcast you need to listen to?" And there's always some promo code ham uh, that jump in there. So that's you know that's helpful. I think one area that podcasts have kind of um, lagged is there is the small percentage at the top, and I mean there's the very very top right that make like Simmons or. Uh, 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 Rogan or like that, right? There's that the bar yeah. stool. Then there's another small percentage that I think we fall into, right? Like you said, of just prop podcasts that are making profit, profitable, and not profitable based on like rev shares, selling fifty podcasts at once and spreading, but like a single podcast. And then there's a lot of people try to make it, and like more power to them. It's you know, it, it's it's a grind. It's a grind. I mean, you know, as far as not a coal mining grind but it's it, it's hard <laughs> and i think the thing that that podcast i think the, the growth potential right is how do you find a podcast that you're not looking for not because somebody told you but how do you find a podcast that you're not looking for? which is hard which is hard i'd argue yeah uh, that's what i'm saying I, I think so too but so as podcasts exist today because there's so much volume out there i think one of the areas that any successful podcast needs assistance is word of mouth. So a lot of you've been doing that. I, I looked. I looked yesterday. We haven't. You know, what we haven't done is gone to the U, the iTunes comments lately. But I looked. It, it is a five star a five star iTunes podcast, John. Right now, the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast, as it's been since day one. Not a four point eight, a five. So we appreciate that. Um, we notice it and uh, keep doing. One it. thing I think Thank we need you. to push, maybe starting in the new year, is just like make sure we need everyone to go that listens to pod, to mention to write a comment, even if it's short. But we'll we'll get to that later. Really quick, as we end, mm-hmm. what would you guess, George Kittle? I just got confirmation. What what would you guess, George Kittle's test score is? Uh, out of fifty, anything of above twenty five. Anything above twenty five is pretty good. I'm gonna say. Uh, I mean, I was a good school, right? Is, there, is Iowa an engineering school? Yeah, I think it's a pretty good school. Okay, I'm going to say uh, 40, 43. Well, you're a little high. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I was ambitious. hoping to get him on the podcast again. <laughs> but he, he's a 35. Like, that's really high, that's guy. What about Gronk? I'd say I haven't got that number back. But okay. I would be shocked if Gronk's that high. 35 is – I think that's big because George is really smart, you know. So, I, I think any right. I mean, anytime you got a unique personality and you're smart – it's like the sky's the limit. And I think Gronk benefited a lot from that. He realized he had a niche, he exploited it, and then you but to maintain good to be good, you have to maintain to be a good player. So yeah, I mean Haberman Middlecoff, George Kittle will end you on that. Happy Hanukkah. Well done. Yep. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yep. Salute. I, huh? Salute. Salute. Is it is well, that Yeah. Mazel? Mazel? Uh What's your guys' yeah, go-to man. like when you're leaving? Is it salute, thank you? Well, that's uh, isn't that Italian? I don't know. Is it <laughs> what, what's your go-to? Uh... My my go-to goodbye is yalla. I mean, like if I'm just being funny, like yalla bye. But yalla means like come on, let's go. Like yalla yalla yalla, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, so it's an impatient like hurry up. Yeah, yeah. That's gotcha. what I like. I like a good yalla. Okay, um, yalla. But yeah, everyone have a good holiday, and uh, we'll be back. Another podcast will be out Friday, getting you ready. Big weekend, John. College football playoff is this weekend. It is. Yeah, the first rounds are Saturday. Seriously? Yep. I, I thought it was in like two weeks. I. And then the championships, like the whatever the following next, Monday. No, I, I don't think the championships till like the thirteenth. Do they not get two weeks? No, Am I, I crazy. Think, yeah, I think the I think whenever they play, you think it's because it's usually like the seventh. So I might be wrong about it being the Saturday. No, I think you're right because LSU showed up today. I bet the the games are the 28th, and then the championship game is probably on the 6th. So they would play Saturday, get the entire week, and then play the 6th. Uh, the, no, the, John, it's the 13th. So when are when are the playoff games? So they games? do get two weeks. So it's this Saturday, the 28th, are the college football playoff games, and then the championship game is the 13th because it's ins- Monday. That's insane. Good. I, I love it. It's smart, man. It is smart. So you, you're sure the games are this week? Yeah, the Saturday the 28th or the semifinals. Standalone games, or do they put other bowl games around it? Uh, I feel like there's usually some other games. That's pretty strong. I'm pretty excited. They are standalone, yeah. Anyway. Okay, Godspeed. See you. Peace. Good, good sports weekend. All right, later.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.